I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We are back with another live episode of the Bully Ball Podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Jason Aponte, joined as always by Steph Sanchez. Steph, a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things that we're, there's a lot of takes we're going to give. Obviously, right now, the San Francisco 49ers are the number one seed. And another win against the Arizona Cardinals, which I think is very impressive, especially considering who was missing on defense and how well Brock Purdy played. But. I would be remiss in my duty if we didn't start and talk about a fraudulent team that is now putting themselves in a spot where it's less about our opinion and more about what you're seeing. The Philadelphia Eagles are in deep trouble. They're in deep, deep trouble right now, Steph. I'm watching this game last night, and literally what I was just telling Rob is I watched Jalen Hurts snap the ball, and he has no – He has no desire to go through progressions. He just wants to roll outside the pocket and kind of just hang around and hope that someone gets open and and there's broken plays. All that stuff is gone. And this Eagles offense and this Eagles team looks like a shell of themselves from last year. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think so. And it was Nick Bosa who said, you know, hopefully other teams, you know, pick up this blueprint that the 49ers, something to that fact, that the 49ers pretty much gave other teams in stopping Jalen Hurts. And it kind of seems like other teams have picked up on it. And 
what's crazy is that, you know, you're seeing less talented teams be able to run the same, you know, defensive game plan and still be able to, to stop the Eagles, right? That, that should make them worry. Like, and, and I got to give credit to you, Jay, because you, you're always able to suss out the frauds way earlier than I think like <laughs> other people. Like I remember last season, you were talking about the Vikings being frauds way earlier in the season before anyone else, before it really caught up to them. And mm -hmm. this season you were kind of like hinting at the same thing. Uh, and, and I was like, you know, I, no, I don't know that like, they're still a good team. I did the same thing with the Vikings last year. And I'm like, man, Jay was right. Like <laughs> that kind of look like frauds right now. And, you know, I got a lot of Eagles fans in my mentions. Like, can you guys stop being so obsessed with us? You're obsessed oh, with now Eagles. it's us. I love it it's when like, the shoes on the other foot. It's like yeah, it's like right? when the bully yeah. when the bully gets bullied and and in Christmas stories, like the kids getting beat up, and it's like, oh, get him off of him now. Oh, now get him off of him, right? When you guys wouldn't let anything slide with anything 49er related, boohoo! Right. Keep crying. Right. And, and by the way, I mean, if it's the Eagles downfall, like, yeah, I am obsessed with it. Um, I'm like that LeBron James meme. Uh, I wouldn't miss it for the world, but you should have seen it coming when you did all that. Um, let me let me try this out. When you did all that talking and when your coach acted like he was hot. Yeah, it, it doesn't feel so great now, does it? Um, and yeah, I mean, the 49ers gave the blueprint. I remember Eagles fans scoffing at that idea, but they just haven't been the same since the 49ers beat the brakes off of them. And remember, Jalen Hurts was in the MVP conversation before playing the 49ers. Him and that defense have been in shambles since then. Yeah. Shambles. They got spanked by the Niners. They got spanked by the, the Cowboys. Uh, so bad that you have to make a change at defensive coordinator. Matt Patricia is your defensive coordinator now. They're Matt scrambling. Patricia. They're scrambling. Um, They're scrambling. It, yeah, and, and that's a concern, right? Like overreaction central. But I get it now. I get it now because yeah. you just lost to Drew freaking Locke in week 15 when, quite frankly, like they did have a decent chance of regaining the yeah. number one seed if they won that game. Uh, but you know what? It couldn't be the Niners. Couldn't be Brock Purdy. So don't you ever mention that hurts man in the 2023 MVP conversation again. And I tweeted this last night and I'm going to say it here again. For those of you who don't Ooh, follow me, let's go. <laughs> don't you guys mention that false starting tush pushing broad ass team in the same sentence as a Niners team, because I am telling you right now, those mother are not real. <laughs> <laughs> I love the meme reference. Um, yeah, look, I think I think it boils down to a few things. I think last year winning kind of masked everything, but it also kind of showed you that Shane Steichen, who was their offensive coordinator, he might have been the secret sauce just a little bit too to, to that team because Jalen Hurts, he's putting him in a position where RPO, put the ball in the belly, you got your first read, get the ball out. But when he has to go through progressions, and Robbie Gold alluded to this after the Super Bowl, and everybody doesn't want to listen to kickers, but Robbie Gold said, make him play quarterback from the pocket. It's all kind of showing itself right now. It is showing itself right now. And the reason that I was out on them, in this league, there's no right or wrong way to win games, right? Like I've said it a million times. This isn't college football, right? Like you don't get points for putting up 60 on Northern Hawaii. And then all of a sudden you go up like the, the rankings, right? Like a win's a win is a win is a win in the NFL. But 
the way they were winning and the teams that were struggling with were concerning. I mean, for God's sakes, they struggled with the New England Patriots early on in the season. Those guys can't even score points, and they were struggling with them. Then you had that Kansas City game where if MVS can catch the football, they lose. If you have that Buffalo Bills game where – you know, Gabe Davis turns in the right direction. Okay, you were talking about a lot about like what ifs and what aboutisms and what could have happened, but it, it just was showing me that this was nowhere near the dominant team that was there last year. And I think the biggest thing is besides the offense is that defense is really, really, really poor. It just is. James Bradbury is getting picked on. They have no semblance of a pass rush that they used to have. It's it's not nothing about this team looks like the team that we saw last season and Shane Steichen leaving, I believe is a huge thing. I mean, look at how Indianapolis is playing right now. So I think we underestimated that, right? But Jalen hurts right now is a quarterback who does not want to go through reads. He just wants to run around and get out of the pocket and just like float around and hope that AJ Brown and there's a coverage bust and then they can make a play. There's no explosives and it's not in the run game. Um, I don't know if he's injured and they don't want to run him, but this team is just a shell of themselves. And until I see something, and again, this is a three-game stretch that they've lost, right? And we we kind of cape for the 49ers during that three-game stretch, right, Steph? It's, it's all little things that could be corrected. I don't know if there's anything to correct here because Philadelphia is not missing anyone. A.J. Brown's playing. DeAndre Swift's there. Jalen Hurts is there. Their offensive line is there. Like, if they were missing players on offense, I would say, all right, you know, uh, we have to wait to see what they – they're they're fully healthy. They're fully healthy. That's another thing that is crazy to me is there's no injury. Devonta Smith is there. Dallas Goddard's back. Um, you know, Lane Johnson left the game for a minute, but there's no secret. Like there's no little like change that they need. Right. At least with the 49ers, we could say, well, they're missing Debo. They're missing Trent. Um, and they, they're giving the ball away in the red zone. That can be fixed. I don't know what you fix with this team to make them look like the team that they were, because I just don't think they are. So, I mean, look, this is a 49ers podcast, but the reason that we have to talk to Philadelphia Eagles is because this completely swung, and now the 49ers are in the driver's seat for the number one seed. It's not from, mm-hmm. oh, we hope we can get the number one seed. The 49ers could even lose on Sunday or Monday yeah. against the Baltimore Ravens and still be the number one seed. That's how far ahead now they're getting, right? And then if you take care of business against other teams, you don't have to leave. You don't have to leave ever again the West Coast. So you have your divisional matchup, you have your NFC championship, and then you'll go to Vegas, which is a nice little drive from Santa Clara. I think that is what's really important. Yeah, it is. And and I'm excited to talk about a team that actually won their game this weekend, the San Francisco 49ers, yes. as they have Could been be uh, six, six in a row. Um, and yeah, 88% chance now to you know remain the number one seed. And it's a great feeling. The 49ers did take care of business. They had a losing streak of their own this season, right? But, you know, they they turned it around, and they turned it around when it mattered most. And a lot of things fell in their favor at the same time. And here's where they are. And it's hard to see another team knocking them off that spot based on the way they're playing right now. I mean, I know this past weekend it was the Arizona Cardinals and, you know, bad record, bad team, whatever. But still, I'm I still come away impressed with this team and especially the offense. The I think what we're seeing from the offense is that they can carry this team. And that was kind of what I was expecting out of this matchup because I was like, you know, the defense has a lot of injuries. Uh, you know, the interior of the defensive line missing two guys there, Hargrave and Armstead. That's nothing to sneeze at. You know, like that's that's a pretty big deal. You know, I figured with a, a run first team like the Arizona Cardinals they were probably going to have some success uh, there. 
and that kind of unfolded, right? Like they, they had a, was it 29 points? Um, so yeah, I mean, credit to them. Uh, but the offense just made that not even matter because they can score at will. And again, yes, yeah. it is Arizona Cardinals, but we've been seeing this against other teams, against way better teams. And that that's just the way that this offense is operating right now. It's it's really hard to stop all of these guys that they have. It's an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like going into this game, and and to Gammon's point, um, thank you for the donation, buddy. What's the percentage we win the Super Bowl? Don't be bashful. I would say right now is sitting at thirty five percent easily right now. Um, I mean, the only thing that's going to be in the Forty Nine ers way is health, and I, I just <laughs> if we're gonna keep kicking people while they're down. Uh, Dak Prescott, you are not in the MVP conversation either because my quarterback could never get blown out like that on the road, right, and and perform in that fashion, right? Couldn't be Brock Purdy, couldn't be my MVP candidate because, Dak, you, you're out now. And the Cowboys are who they are. No one ever is worried about them. They are big frauds, right? But right now, when you look at this team and you look at the way the defense was probably going to be missing people, and Mooney Ward being, uh, being in the game was a little bit of a, a – I guess it was like a little bit of a surprise because I had already kind of counted him out. But for me, you you look at this offense and they're able to pick up the defense. And I think that's what's important, right? Like you have to pick up the defense. And that's what great offenses do, right? Like in, in years past, 2019, right? If the 49ers defense struggled, you, you would kind of hope that the offense could pick it up. Now, I don't think there's ever a doubt that this offense is going to be able to do what they want. So even if the, the defense has an off game or something weird starts happening, as long as everybody's healthy and playing like this, they'll be able to pick up the slack. And that's complimentary football at, at its finest right there. So, yeah, it's it's really right now about with this team is we can win however you want to win. You want to have you want to have a defensive game? Fine. But you're not going to stop this offense. You're not going to slow down this offense at all. I mean, Debo Samuel right now looks like he's he's not even 2021 Debo Samuel. He's just 2023 Debo Samuel. Christian McCaffrey, 22 touchdowns. And shout out to Raheem Mostert, 22 touchdowns. They're tied for the league lead. Um, it's it's any time any one of these guys can get what they want. George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. But it, the engine behind it all right now, and I, I've got a hot take that I want to get off. You know, having an MVP vote, I've been kind of caping for Tyreek Hill. I watched what Miami just did without him. Brock Purdy is my MVP vote right now uh, on December 19th. If I had to vote right now, if I had to vote right now, Brock Purdy is my MVP vote because you're watching a guy lift this offense to a height that it's never been. You're watching a guy operate a Kyle Shanahan offense. The only person that has is Matt Ryan. And guess what Matt Ryan did when he did? He won the MVP. So I, I'm I'm watching something right now that, yes, you can talk about playmakers. And by the way, boo-hoo, everybody needs playmakers because poor Patrick Mahomes, he needs somebody now. And, oh, it's not working now that Travis Kelsey isn't that guy anymore, right? Everybody needs playmakers except for Brock Purdy. But for me, right now, MVP flip-flopper, 100%. And that's the best part about this, right, is you you can go a certain amount of weeks, right? Tyreek Hill was on, yeah. on, on his way to doing something historic right? 2,000 receiving yards. Well, you miss a game now. You miss that other game. That offense looks bad. It kind of strengthened your case. Well, then I watched Miami. I watched Miami roll on the Jets, and the Jets don't have a bad defense at all. I kind of saw them get around that with a week. If Brock Purdy ever went down, this team would be absolutely cooked. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a week-to-week -week league, and so even, you know, heading into week 16, there's still some things that can change in that, right, Jay? I know a lot of people are talking about this matchup, 49ers-Ravens, like, 
oh, like if if Lamar, let's just say, has a great game uh, against the Niners, like that can, you know, catapult him into, Mm -hmm. you know, being in that conversation too. Brock Purdy, on the other hand, could also solidify being the MVP favorite right now. I think he's at like, what, um, minus 190 or something like that right now for Mm -hmm. for MVP. So yeah, he's a clear-cut favorite and he he deserves it, right? I mean, I when we saw Sam Darnold go in there, and you know, albeit it was a, a few snaps, but he did oh. let off a, a few throws there when when Brock Purdy had to exit the game, and you just you saw it right away. You saw yeah. it right away, and and oh, yeah. it it was nice to see because everyone has been telling us 49er fans and, and anybody can MVP. operate. The yeah, exactly. I, I can go out there and, and no, score four touchdowns. No, yeah, can't. no, you can't. Neither can Sam Darnold. Uh, and so, yeah, it's just gratifying to, to have that point made on the field. You see it. So it's, it's so different. It's so different with Brock Purdy out there. Um, I just feel so confident in this offense and in the quarterback play right now. I think Kyle Shanahan feels the exact same way. Um, I mean, he has said as much as well, um, and it's just awesome. I mean, even Christian McCaffrey is is probably up there for MVP consideration too, um, and he deserves to be in that too. Now, do you feel like both of those guys being in the MVP conversation kind of like – hurts the other like i don't know like is it is it fair to say that two teams can have one mvp it could absolutely it could absolutely it could absolutely like they could victimize each other with votes right because it depends on where you land on this right what christian mccaffrey is doing 22 touchdowns is is just insane and and it is look if brock purdy doesn't win the mvp i don't care because he's he's gonna be in a game in vegas that matters and not the pro bowl right so win that mvp and I'll take that, right? But as 49ers fans, you know we're not going to let anything slide, and always there's there's going to be something to be upset about. But yeah, they're they're always they are going to cancel each other out because it depends on where you land on this or the like this right here, right? Because there is an argument to be made that when Christian McCaffrey did join this offense, even when it was being operated under Jimmy Garoppolo, the offense went to another level, and it did, and that's a hundred percent true. But what you're doing now is something that I think Steph hit on a great point. I have no worry about this offense right none and and i think that at any time they can get whatever they want and i think that is something that we haven't had confidence in and i'm gonna say this since steve young was the quarterback and and that's not to knock colin kaepernick jeff garcia right like there's something right now about this offense that has defenders in shambles and and it's so funny because it's just like well, slow down this guy. Cool. Take one away. Take this guy away. Like, everyone knows the ball's going to Christian McCaffrey. Nothing you can do about it. Everybody knows that when Debo's got the ball, nothing you can do about it. That's, this offense right now is, for the first time in Kyle Shanahan's era, for the first time, far ahead of the defense. And the defense played very well at, at certain points in this game. And that's kind of crazy because in 20, 2019, it was all about the defense, right? 2021, all about the defense. Right now, the defense is kind of just there, and the <laughs> offense is the star of the show. It's just – it's crazy to me that that we're living in a time like this, and I just – I can't believe this is my life. <laughs> I can't believe this is my life. Yeah. Um. I mean, you mentioned, like, teams literally game plan all week to stop Christian McCaffrey, and, you know, yet he can score seven touchdowns on the season against one team, the Arizona Cardinals, right? Like, that's, that's pretty crazy. I'm starting to get the same or similar sense – with Brock Purdy and how teams are game planning against him because 
what was it before? It was like, oh, let's blitz him to death. Okay, he he diced up the blitz a number of times. Okay, well, maybe that's not going to work. Okay, well, the Arizona Cardinals this past week said, we're just going to drop everyone into coverage. <laughs> that didn't work either. That did not work either. And so I think even for Brock Purdy, it's kind of like, how do you how do you really stop this guy? How do you stop this guy? How do you stop this offense? Um, and so that's another reason to feel super confident in this team because it just seems like the 49ers are going to figure a way out of anything. No, like no matter what you show that maybe might be working, okay, let's try this. And then that's, that's going to work. Right. And so both of those guys had really great games. Brock Purdy was his uh, homecoming game, you know, four touchdowns, 9.7 yards per attempt under pressure. He was eight of 10, 138 yards, two tutties. Um, I mean, this is what we've been seeing from Brock. Like it just looks normal like now yeah. it looks automatic now and it it's crazy i know a lot of people are like he looks like drew Brees out there and it's funny because like a lot of i guess saints fans are like how dare you disrespect drew Brees like that it's a compliment have you watched brock purdy play it's a compliment like i mean brock purdy looks that efficient he looks that good and i i think i agree that i don't really care if if uh brock purdy isn't voted the MVP because he's already in the conversation this late into the season. I think that's already mm -hmm. a really good place to be and a really good honor. And I think Brock Purdy is going to have way more uh, chances at, at an MVP, you know, as long as he's with this offense, as long as, uh, you know, he continues improving, which we have seen improvements every week out of him. I feel like, I mean, yeah, like you said, I can't believe this is my life. Yeah. What a time. And uh, Gammon Brown says, let's get to the hard-hitting questions. Do you drink eggnog? How long after Christmas do you leave your decorations up? Well, Gammon, soy boricua, so we drink coquito, not eggnog. Um, so what is that? So, uh, so essentially, it's the same idea. It's it's almost like, a, you know, like, like eggnog, but it's it's spiked. Um, you know, so okay. like you put Bacardi in and everything. You know, I, I know that there's a certain person that makes it for me that, that has – that puts like Nutella in it. It's really good. But yeah, we, we drink, we drink, we drink Coquito in, in Puerto Rican households. Um, and Christmas day, Christmas day is not our day to celebrate Noche Buena is, um, which is Christmas yep. Eve. Yeah. Christmas day is for recovering, but Christmas day is for football <laughs> actually. So what do you, what do you think? Um, yeah, I saw Rob there had something to say about eggnog. He said eggnog is trash. Now I, I'm weird about eggnog. To me, eggnog tastes like bubble gum. It doesn't taste, it just tastes weird. <laughs> I'm sure, like, if it's spiked, you know, that, that'll that make it go down a little easier, I think, because uh, I'll feel good a little bit. But, yeah, I'm not I'm not too big on eggnog, honestly. Um, and as far as leaving my decorations up, probably, I don't know, mid-January mid maybe? You know, I like to, it takes a lot of work, you know, to put yeah. those things up. So I, I like to enjoy it for quite a bit. The, the correct answer is July. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's the correct answer is July because you, I don't know, like it's just really hard to get all that stuff down and everything as well, too. So I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are talking about the 49ers. I did want to kind of talk about the defense. And Mooney Ward, let's go. That's two interceptions. One, you take back to the house. Um, Steph, is there is there a case to be made for Mooney Ward at all pro? Yes. I mean, I definitely think he's a pro bowler. Yes. Yes. The answer, yeah, the short I, answer, yes. I mean, I think I think he's making the case, right? And I think it was cool, and I know everyone's been talking about this because he basically called his number. Like, he was on the Eric Armstead podcast saying how, like, yeah, I got all these past breakups. He, he led the league in them. And if he could just get the interceptions – you know, people would respect him as like one of the top corners. And he had two. He had two in one game after having two in, in uh all the season before coming into that game. And I thought it was cool too that he mentioned he was catching balls from Sam Darnold uh it, throughout the practice week to kind there's, of like there's a joke, there's a joke in there somewhere. There's a joke in there somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. If you want to learn, if you want to learn how to catch interceptions, Sam Donald might be the guy that you need to go to. <laughs> but I mean, like in all seriousness, like Donald throws some lasers, so I think it helps to be just prepared for you know the the ball coming towards you and you, a heater, right? Like you never know. You got to be prepared for any which way, and some wobblers too, uh, in there. So yeah, he's he's gonna be prepared for whatever. And those two interceptions pretty much show for it. And the pick six too. I didn't know he had that kind of speed. I, oh, I yeah, didn't know it, away. but oh, yeah. yeah. So hopefully cool. this is something we we see out of Mooney Ward going forward. I mean, I don't think we 49ers fans felt like he needed this necessarily for us no. to feel like he's been doing a good job with this defense because yeah he like he's been having a great season um but i mean we wouldn't complain about some interceptions right nope i mean that's the thing is there's so many things that my my whole take on statistics is they should back up what you see on the film right so somebody could have a ton of sacks but if you're cleaning up a sack and you, and you kind of had somebody run into you or you had a quarterback who's holding the ball a little bit too long, there is a little bit of context that goes with that. People want to see from defensive backs interceptions. And especially early on in the season when Mooney was being targeted over and over and it felt like people were trying him and testing him. It's like coming out of the bye, whatever the idea was to say, hey, just go follow the best receiver and we'll figure everything else out on our, on our back end. It kind of gave Mooney the confidence a little bit more to say, all right, yes, they, they still believe in me. I am still that guy. And, and that's why they brought me here. Right? Like that's the idea of you bringing in Mooney Ward. When you sign him from the Kansas city chiefs, you want to have like that lockdown corner, right? Um, No disrespect to Unc, but Unc wasn't, you know, uncle Sherman wasn't, like a lockdown guy right like it was more like within the system plays very smart understands exactly what he needs to do that whole traveling thing and playing man to man and just being locked up one-on-one that's something that's kind of been formed from the 49ers for a long time 
And I'll let you guys figure out who the last guy that really was that could lock down. And it's funny enough, it's from the 94 team is Deion Sanders. So it, it's it's kind of the bi-week adjustment from not only the fact that the, the pass rush has now caught up, but the confidence that they've given Mooney Ward in telling him, go be our guy. And we're going to figure out everything else on the background. Uh, background has trickled down to Ambry, has trickled down now to Lenore. I mean, this team right now, they are playing at a level, even if you look at the points and you want to say, oh, that's a lot of points to give up to the Arizona Cardinals. That game was over. That game was over. That's garbage time points, right? Like, I'm not going to look at that number and say, oh, how could you give up that many? That game was over. So right now, shout out to Mooney Ward, shout out to Steve Wilkes. And the secondary, I mean, this this secondary is really rounded into what we thought they would be early on in the season. And out of the bye week, adding in Embry Thomas has just strengthened it, strengthened it. And it just it's it's crazy to think that you lost Talano Hufunga, who was an all-pro, and Jair Brown's just stuck right in, and he's just like, hey, we're ready to go. And, and you don't really lose too much. Just a testament to this defense. Yeah, I agree. And I want to give some flowers to D'Amador Lenore, too, because I thought he had a great game. He had nine tackles, a tackle for loss, uh, pass defended. And I saw him in run plays as well, pass plays, of course. Um, my concern now, and like I guess this is where we shift the conversation to the injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Yep. Lenore, yep. now dealing with the rib injury, he is day-to-day. Um, concerning because the 49ers already had a fair share of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and it's not 100% that Armstead and Hargrave are going to be back this week. Of course, like that is the hope. The team will be optimistic. Uh, They have a chance is what Kyle Shanahan said, but that's no guarantee. And you have Lamar Jackson and company coming to town, and that's going to be a big test where I feel like you're going to need all hands on deck um, on the defensive side of the ball. And if they don't, I'm going to feel a little concerned in this one. Yeah, and we kind of felt concerned with Kyler Murray being the quarterback, right? You don't have Hargrave and Armstead, and we didn't think Mooney was going to play. So imagine, let's triple that because Lamar Jackson is really like that. What I do want to say, at least with some optimism, is that there is an extra day. The 49ers play on Monday night. They do not play on Sunday. So there is a possibility of that. Kyle Shanahan did say that Eric Armstead and Hargrave are still dealing with it. They have a chance to play. Um, I, I don't know what to take away from injury assessments from this coaching staff. Um, some guys are fine and all of a sudden out for the year. Some guys look like they're out for the year, like Mooney. And then all of a sudden he's playing, well, not out for the year, but that that injury looked like it was going to be at least a week or two, right? Like it it felt like it was going to be something like that, but yeah, they do have an extra day. It would be a blow to lose Lenore because on the back end for the Ravens right now, Odell Beckham's kind of turning it on. Uh, you know, obviously Zay Flowers is probably one of Lamar Jackson's best, um, weapons. I think the most interesting matchup in this game is going to be how the 49ers match up with Isaiah Likely. Um, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. this isn't Greg Roman's offense, right? This is um, Todd Monken's offense, which is a lot of vertical passing. But Isaiah Likely is a baller, and Lamar Jackson seems to be locked in on him. So it, it is going to be something to watch. Who's going to be able to co- cover him? Is it going to be Fred? Are you going to do a multitude of things? Are you going to try to shadow somebody over the top? I think that's really important. Obviously, they just lost Keaton Mitchell for the season. Um, The Baltimore Ravens did. So it's just always the threat of Lamar just being able to make plays and move around. But I do want to say this. I actually feel much better about this game because of what the Los Angeles Rams were able to put on film and and do in that game. Sure. They gave up a lot of points, but they were in it. And for a little while that offense was flummoxed and they couldn't figure out how to beat certain things. So I'm going to go back and watch that so I can like try to hone in on at least a little bit more, but I do feel a lot better about it because 
Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are so good against first-time meeting NFC opponents. It's the AFC opponents that tend to give him um, trouble because they see him much more. But the Los Angeles Rams gave them everything they could handle in Baltimore. So I think that's going to be interesting to go back and look and see what little things they did. Did they did they leave someone to spy? Were they were they playing a little bit more cover two shell, keeping everything in front of them, and then and then rallying to the football? So it's going to be interesting to see that, but I do think there's a little bit to be taken away from the Los Angeles Rams um, against what they did against them. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of Ram- I mean, Ravens games this season, so actually watching them, I think it was Sunday night, right? Yeah, against uh, the Jags. The Jags. I feel like I, you know, even that game, I know that the Ravens won 23-7, to but even that game, I was watching the Jags, who, you know, at times struggle uh, on offense. I, I felt encouraged by that even because they were they were making some plays or the plays were there. There were just some like, you know, weird things that happened and situationally not sure what the Jags were doing in some spots, but I I think the 49ers could definitely have their way against the Ravens defense. Kyle Hamilton is a dog. Yes. On their defense. So yes. he's he's maybe the the one guy you really got a game plan around. And you mentioned Isaiah Likely. You know, normally I feel really good about the 49ers going up against any tight end. But this past week, I mean, we saw Trey McBride have 102 uh, yards and on 10 receptions. He's been a huge part of, you know, the Cardinals offense as of late right and so kind of we're seeing the same thing out of Isaiah Likely he's he's his role is growing each and every week so I was a little concerned to see that because I actually going into the game against the Cardinals I was like you know I think the 49ers are going to be able to limit Trey McBride because they're so good against tight ends you got Fred you got Greenlaw um, but then lo and behold, he kind of kind of went off and did his thing. So the 49 is going to have to be careful to, you know, keep Isaiah likely under wraps. And I think I want to segue this next uh, talking point into missed tackles because mm-hmm. you mentioned Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, he he's out. That's a tough blow for them. But they still have Gus Edwards, and Gus Edwards is hard to bring down too. Lamar Jackson is hard to bring down too. And so I think if the 49ers are going to continue to struggle with missed tackles and they had 16 missed tackles against um, the Cardinals this past week, and that number has steadily increased for the past three weeks, um, it, it's a concern for me, right? So they got to get something together. I I think they could do it, right? Like they didn't forget how to tackle, um, but you just know this is not the game to to mess around and think that you're going to be able to miss 16 plus tackles or anything in that vicinity and feel good on on defense. Yeah, that's a hell of a point. And and it kind of went away for a little bit. And again, masking, you know, covers everything up. You know, it's it's just a time where you're just like, hey, well, whatever. They missed a bunch of tackles, but they, you know, won by 20 points, whatever it is. Um, This is absolutely not the week to start missing tackles. This is absolutely the week to, you know, the thing that scares you the most about running quarterbacks is obviously the off schedule things and the things that they can hit downfield, but it's those back breaking third down first down runs. Like that is the stuff that like keeps a drive going. You do everything right on the back end. You have coverage everywhere. You even get close to Lamar Jackson. I mean, Aaron Donald had (laughs) Lamar like two and three times ready to wrap him up and bring him down. Never got his sack. Right. And that's Aaron Donald. Right. And then you're watching this team and you're watching even Fred Warner miss tackles. It is concerning, and this is not the week for this to happen. Yeah. Um, having said that, I do like, you know, they, they flashed um, KP's tweet up here. 
I do like the idea of saying, I don't know what's going on. Is it bad angles? Is it poor technique? Could be a multitude of those things. Could be one, you know, everything, right? Could be all those things. So I don't know how you fix it, right? But again, to Steph's point, this is not the week to start messing around because Lamar will make you pay. And not only Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, right? Like all these guys are not going to go mm-hmm. down easily. The, the running game is really important to the Ravens. But Lamar, man, it, it scares you because on third down, when you have everything covered, when you when he has nowhere to throw the football, he can still keep the drive going with his legs. And it's just it's it puts so much stress and pressure on his defense to get off the field because he can just do that with his legs. And then, by the way, uh, all you got to do is get it near the 50 yard line. And then you've got a kicker who can kick it through the stadium. So like the, the Ravens have a lot of ways that they can beat you and, and keep themselves in games. This this for me feels like a Super Bowl preview. This for me feels like, you know, getting our lick back for the hardball bowl, right? Like for that one, like it's, it does feel like the Baltimore Ravens are starting to separate themselves a little bit from everyone else as the team to beat, because, you know, we're talking about their offense, but we're not talking about their defense at all. Right. And Mm -hmm. their defense, they've got a bunch of studs. I mean, I don't know who let them, you know, draft Patrick queen. I don't know who let them trade for, for Roquan Smith. It's just like, what are we doing here? How much help does Lamar Jackson need? So, again, it's it's going to be a lot of things, but I do think this is going to be a Super Bowl preview. And the 49ers don't have to win this one because they'll still be in the first seed. But it's it's not a must-win, Steph. I'm going to label it what I usually label it. It'd be a lot cooler if you won game than a must-win. <laughs> yeah, it, it isn't a must-win. And so, like, I am seeing a lot of people now since, you know, the Eagles lost uh, last night, a lot of people saying, well, now you definitely got to think long-term and and rest those guys. Honestly, I don't think the 49ers would put guys who are hurt in jeopardy anyway, even for this game. Like, I I don't think they would have seen this as a must-win game, even if the Eagles won, just because they they do have that advantage over the the Eagles. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it is nice that yeah they could be a little more cautious with some of the guys dealing with injuries, and you don't have as much pressure. But speaking of the Rams, you, I'm, I'm looking at that like last week last of the season. Game. Yeah, you, that's going to be playing annoying. against the Rams, and the that's Rams gonna are getting interesting. That's it's going to be annoying. Yeah, the Rams are getting interesting right now, and that could be a must-win game for the Rams. You don't want it to be a must-win game for you too. So, right. um, with that being said, I do kind of still feel like this is a a must-win, just not, just not officially, right? You know, right. but. I, I feel good about this team anyway because I feel like they have a way of elevating, especially on defense. You guys like Fred Warner, guys like Greenlaw, they elevate their game when they know they're playing one of the best teams in the league, right? Because they got a point to make. So that's why I feel a little bit good. I know Fred kind of, you know, wasn't his best game this past week, uh, but he talked about him being the standard and we have a standard for this defense, for this team, and it all starts with him, right? So I think he's kind of going to take it upon himself to kind of show a different Fred uh, on Monday night. And it's Christmas, too. And you're wearing your red throwbacks. And it's at home. It's prime time, you know? So for all those reasons, you hope there's going to be a, a different defense that we're going to see out there the better version of them uh but yeah with the injuries definitely a concern i mean they're getting pretty thin there uh even kalia davis is going to be out for a few weeks now so as um you know we walked on the moon said we need to get that rotation back up front that is difficult when you're dealing with so many injuries so that's kind of the concern uh with them right now but the extra day and it being a night game 
helps. Mm-hmm. I remember John Lynch saying when it's a night game, it feels like another day even because right. you get that entire day, that entire morning right. to to rest too. So that gives me some optimism about some of those guys dealing with injury potentially being available. Right, and a name to throw out there, and Dominican Sue. I mean, Kyle Shanahan was even asked about that because they did have interest in him last season. That could be someone they said not, not as of now, but I think it's because they're evaluating their options there. So, and Dominican Sue could be a name that you bring in, especially like, hey, uh, Sue, you don't really got to do anything. We've got a few more games. Let's try to go get a ring. And, you know, that probably sounds good to him because he hasn't had to go to training camp, anything like that. So, yeah, we're going to see how this rotation, um, you know, plays out. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Javon Kinlaw. Um, again, um, it just it just feels like this has been such a good season for him. Um, he's been afforded uh, an opportunity and he's been capitalizing on it, man. It's just it's just really cool to see as well, too. So um, for me right now, this is a Super Bowl preview. And I saw I, I believe it was Scott Broyles, um comment. What if Buffalo stays hot? Yeah, Buffalo looks like they figured some things out as well, too. And that's what's funny about this week to week league. Um, Kansas City is always going to be in the back of people's minds as the boogeyman because of Patrick Mahomes. I just. I have a tough time right now with them because he looks so frustrated right now that it, it, it never looks this hard. It never looks this hard for the Kansas city chiefs and everything looks hard. It looks like it's a struggle, right? Um, Travis Kelsey clearly isn't the same guy. Rasheed Rice is playing very good football right now. Actually, he's kind of stepped into that role, but they, it, everything kind of looks like it's a slog and it's a little bit different, right? And it's a difficult, and that's something that we're not used to seeing because we're just used to seeing him do whatever he wants. Um, but that's AFC. You would think about that down the line when you get to the Vegas Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys get blown out by the Buffalo Bills. We already knew they were not like that, and I don't want to hear about Dak Prescott or that team anymore. Couldn't be my team. Philadelphia Eagles lose to Drew Locke. Imagine Brock Purdy losing to Drew to Drew Locke. They would they would they would have tarred and feathered him. Let alone, yeah, let yeah. Couldn't be my quarterback. And if I if look if I was a fan of a team, I just wouldn't allow them to lose to Drew Locke. That's just me though. That's just Simply. me. Like like that's just what I would Simple. do. Um, but I think Philadelphia fans. Uh, it's okay. I think what you should do is you guys should huddle around the Rocky statue and, and like, you know, kind of just, just pray because I did hear, this is like from inside sources, I did hear that the Rocky statue has a single tear coming down now. And it's it's actually coming down now because you care more about a fictional character than an actual boxer. I'm not letting that Rocky Balboa thing go. Who cares? Go over there, put, put whatever you want on it. Put a jersey, put whatever you want. You're not going to lose because of that. You're not going to win because of that. So shout out to Rocky Balboa. Actually, shout out to Sylvester Stallone. He's the actor. Anyway, yeah, look, right right now, like, with this team, the 49ers are in the driver's seat. So they can lose this game, possibly. They could, but they'd still mm-hmm. be ahead. They still have yes. the they still have the tiebreaker. So they are in the driver's seat. And this, this thing is completely flipped from, well, we hope they can get that number one seed. And, well, now it's kind of right there in front of them. And I think um, Heidemann says, Jason, do you like Rocky movies? I do. I do. I think they're great. I think, you know, I, I've I've liked all of them. I just find it funny that a city would immortalize a fictional character when Joe Frazier is an actual boxer from Philadelphia and he beat Muhammad Ali. Yet let's immortalize. <laughs> let's immortalize a guy who lost the first fight and he lost 23 fights. Uh, so let's just make sure we, we keep saying that as well, too. But it, it is kind of cool to see the 49ers in the driver's seat. All they have to do is largely beat beat the health um, issues and just keep winning football games and just keep doing what they're doing and stuff. So it's like. The season has kind of gone in waves, five straight, three straight, six straight. It's it's crazy to think that when this team is playing like this and they flip the switch, regardless of the injuries and regardless of the opponent, they're always going to be favored. Even right now, five and a half um, point home favorites over the Baltimore Ravens on Monday. 
Yeah, that's crazy. And it, but it's deserved, right? Like they they've been playing like it in when you pretty much smack the other good teams in the NFL that have similar records to you. That's a you know, that's the treatment they deserve to to be favorites in every single game, right? So it isn't disrespect to the Ravens or anything. It's just people seeing what the 49ers have been doing and finally like saying, hey, this team, this team looks hard to beat. And we've said that in the past, but this year is different. This year is different because it's more balanced and we are seeing the offense carry in. Hey, I mean, I think the defense, if they had to, I don't think they need to, but if they had to, I think they could step up and they could carry too. So however the 49ers want to win, they could do it. Um, And I'm just, we're just along for the ride, man. I'm, I'm getting ready to go to Vegas. That's what I'm getting ready for. Yep, right after the Senior Bowl, straight to Vegas. Look at us, and and yeah. uh, on top of that, the the draft content's gonna be crazy, you know, out there being in Mobile because the 49ers have picks again. Um, so everything's kind of just lining up right now. We're gonna be looking at tackles. We're gonna be looking at tackles, wide receiver. We're gonna be looking at we're gonna be looking at players. Like we're not we're not gonna be sitting in the stands in Mobile. Like oh God, how much longer in this practice? The 49ers actually have picks. Um, so yeah, and then uh, even Thomas said. Shoot, even Bernard Hopkins is from Philly. Exactly. Bernard Hopkins is a real boxer from Philly. Like, make the statue of him. My gosh. Um, but, yeah, uh, I think I think we've done enough cooking with the Eagles. I think the media right now is right now kind of putting them in a, in a box where they don't believe either right now. And there's a lot of things going on with them as well, too. But the media is also looking around at the San Francisco 49ers and saying they're the most complete team. And when they're on and they're healthy, you can't mm-hmm. beat them. And it's just, again, I want to shout out Debo Samuel. My God, man, I want that throw, that throw from, from Brock Purdy. Now we're, now we're doing back shoulder fades. Like we're not like, now we're like, oh, what, ne- what next? Right? Like uh, I see Debo Samuel catching fly patterns. Now he's just running routes and just catching the ball on the back. Like it's a beautiful, beautifully timed throw. Debo, like, again, it's not 2021 Debo. It's 2023 Debo. And he's just – he's been incredible, man. It's just – this stretch right now, if you haven't been in your fantasy football team, you you moved on to the – you moved on into your next round of the playoffs because he's just carrying your team right now probably at this point, either him or Christian McCaffrey. But, my God, Debo is hooping, man. And I, I just – I'm amazed right now at, at what I'm watching from him. Yeah, it, it, it felt like light work, right, like 48 yards. Um, but, yeah, two touchdowns, so you definitely got to talk about him. And, yeah, it's just more of what we've been seeing – from Debo. I liked the I liked both touchdowns. They were both really cool. The back shoulder cuz it was an awesome throw from Brock. But the one where he like just kind of jogged like he acted like he was going to get he wasn't going to get the ball and then he right. like takes off. I really liked that cuz uh that that was just, you know, Kyle threw that in there is like, you know, just jog, you know, jog it out and then go. Mm-hmm. Um that was definitely by design and I like it. I like it. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I love JT O'Sullivan's videos, but he is always dogging Debo Samuel for how he runs. Yeah, he his is. Routes yeah. And, and, and in the seven step drops. It almost feels like Kyle Shanahan is trolling by doing that and like telling Debo, <laughs> like, yeah, go ahead. And then what do you do? You get points out of it. I think it's funny. I think that's just kind of where we are with conspiracy theories right now. Like Kyle Shanahan is sitting around, like, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, JT O'Sullivan's talking crazy about 19. Okay, well, let's. Let's uh let's throw this at him and let's add this touchdown in there as well too. But uh shout out to JT. I, you know, secretly, you know, you know Kyle is a petty king. Like oh yes. He's oh, not yes. upfront about it, but he's definitely yeah. a petty king. 
Kyle's one of those guys, and I like to try to pride myself on this, but it ends up being opposite. He doesn't respond to it all, but he sees it all. Not me. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here just yelling at everybody, especially that that guy. Who's that Eagles that Eagles guy, Elliot something? He's like oh he's got God. by far the worst takes in the history of football. And it's like, man, you guys yell at Right, like you guys yell at me sometimes for the things that I say, but like this guy is bricking every take, miss after he's miss after miss after miss. He has to be. He has to be. Has I think it's be. in his bio. What does it say? Um, a bad take is worse than no take. Um, <laughs> and he's living by that. He's oh, living that- by that and dying by that. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is a perfect place for us to end this, guys. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the the Ghost Standard Podcast Network wherever you on YouTube, wherever you get your audio podcast. Uh, make sure you follow Steph on Twitter at Steph49K. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jason Aponte2103. I will not call it X. No way. It's not gonna happen. Check out our website, goldstandard9ers.com. And man, it's so crazy how quickly the season goes. And I guess time flies when you're having fun. Um, but I, I was looking around and I'm like, there's like three games left. I can't believe like you wait all this time in the off season, you wait all this time yeah. and then it flies by and it probably flies by because the 49ers have been winning and beating the brakes off of people. So enjoy, uh, Christmas guys. We will see you Tuesday. Um, enjoy your time with your family, drink your eggnog, drink your coquito, keep your Christmas tree up until July. I applaud that. I, I, I am all for that. Um, and, <laughs> And enjoy your time with your family and, uh, you know, buy, buy the kids some presents. That's my that's my going to that's my thing is I'm only buying kids presents. So uh, for Steph, for Jay, we're out of here. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This has been a Gold Standard Podcast Network production, part of the Fans First Sports Network.